Hey, I'm Shamar. And I'm Andrew. We're going to be doing a deep dive on all the connected DC animated movies in their cinematic universe. Yes, I'm here to discuss the interconnected storylines and point out how jacked everybody is. And I'm here to share deep comic book knowledge like Batman having his own sneaker line. So check out yet another DC animated podcast. Part of the Forgotten Entertainment family and coming soon wherever you listen to your podcast. Hey, it's Andrew Morgan, host of the NOMCast, the Netflix original movie podcast. Each week, we review the biggest Netflix original movies with special guests from the film industry, the music industry, comedians, and of course, our fellow podcasters. Check us out on the web at nomcastpod.com. Follow us on the socials at nomcastpod. And most importantly, listen and subscribe to us wherever you get podcasts. Hit that beat one time. And welcome, Nerdy Knights of the Well-Rounded Table, to Bohemian Geek Studies, where we take extremely darky dives into our favorite fandoms. I'm Colleen McMillan, Jedi Master and Rebel Scum Collaborator. And I am Pirate Jedi, Anders Drew. But no matter what rank you carry, one thing will always remain constant. Much to learn, we still have. Someday I will get that in a Yoda voice. I will actually make the attempt. (laughs) Yes, do it. Do it. That'll be great. (laughs) Well, there will be, like, there'll be another chance to do it. You'll be fine. Yeah. So this season on Bohemian Geek Studies, we're taking our detailed dorky dive into Star Wars Rebels. Today, we're diving into season four, episodes three and four, In the Name of the Rebellion, parts one and two. We have done our absolute best to scramble our signature, and we're avoiding spoilers for at least the rest of season four, but spoiler warning for anything Star Wars outside of Rebels <laughs> season yeah. four. Sorry, fair, Rogue is One fair people. Game. <laughs> Watch Rogue One if you have not. <laughs> yes. Uh, but while I am at it, I will definitely throw in an adult content warning for the younglings. It's going to happen. Yeah. We, all, we both know what's going to happen. Yes. <laughs> So without further ado, let's hop on board Saw's U-Wing because we don't have a choice. And we're going to explore our holocrons of knowledge. Colleen, let's punch it and open up that first holocron. You got it. Heading into our first holocron, the Journal of the Wills. This is where we're going to go over the plot synopsis for the week. Picking up pretty much right where the previous episode left off with the ghost crew on board the gauntlet and arriving at Yavin 4. Yay! Nerds rejoice. Kanan, to Chopper's chagrin, hilarious, states the astromech will be getting an oil bath once they land. He stanks, y'all. He's He's squeaking. Yeah, he's squeaking just a little bit. The crew also wonders what exactly awaits them at this larger rebel base. They land and Sabine has a fun reunion with Seb, but Hera isn't back yet. Red flags, folks. She soon arrives with a severely damaged squadron who all seem really apologetic towards her, but Hera assures Wedge that if it were not for their actions, no one would have made it back alive. Top-notch leadership moment, I gotta say, from her. Like, absolutely, they are so defeated in this moment, and she is so reassuring. It's so cute. Well, and the pilots are all, like, babies. Like, they're all 19-year-old kids, so it's really good to have somebody be like, no, you actually did a good job. Mm -hmm. Praise works really well. Let's keep going with that. Oh, Hera finally greets to be, and it's really cute, but they're interrupted by Callus. <laughs> Out of his uniform, Callus. hot Callus to the show, <laughs> who says that Mon Mothma needs to see them. During the briefing, another hottie, Bail Organa, says that the Imperials have a new relay station that thwarted the mission. So they had bad intel because of this relay station, which has been alerted to them, you know, Sagarera. He told them, 
that it was going to happen and they kind of were like oh well, we'll, we'll get there, saw we'll get there. yeah it's just saw what does saw know rex and Kalos are both angry that saw with his brutal tactics is able to get more reliable intelligence than they are it, that's just how it goes sometimes. Callus yeah. has the idea to tap into the relay station instead of it, it destroying it so they can spy on Imperial communications, which Hera states the ghost can handle. They don't so call it the ghost for nothing. That's right. It's perfection. We love it. The briefing ends with Ezra being very disappointed that Mon Mothma is not willing to recommit the resources to an attack on Lothal. Yeah, I, I'm kind of on, with her on this one, but at the same time, I'm like, ugh. God, can we just do something? Yes. Like, do something, please. Yeah, I need, we need to do something. <laughs> you already promised you would. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so Ezra's obviously frustrated, and outside he and Kanan have like a nice little moment where Kanan reminds him, little to his Ezra's frustration, that it's how you choose to fight that truly matters. Yeah. But before they can really get into it, a hologram of Saw appears. And he is just straight up taunting Mon Mothma. He is absolutely degrading her leadership style of attempting a diplomatic solution, moving very cautiously, very slowly, very deliberately, while kind of touting his own tactics, which we've seen do get results. Yeah. But they are just very, they're focused on very different things. And Mon Mothma actually loses her temper kind of for the first time we've ever seen her raise her voice. Yes, for real. She gets like passionate over this freaking Wizard of Oz head in the sky. <laughs> like, she's uh, wow. Yeah. And he's like, ha, I knew you could do it. Now bring that to the fight. And she's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck you, Saw. <laughs> uh, yeah, Saw just, you know, fuck right off sometimes. But anyway. We cut to the ghosts approaching the relay station. They're on the mission. Ezra, Sabine, and Chopper are dispatched down to patch in. Predictably, this plan goes horribly, horribly wrong. And they are in a firefight and forced they're forced to try and blow up the relay like some of them kind of wanted to begin with. Mm-hmm. Harry even admits that like tapping in, yeah, it might be useful, but it's not going to hurt them. Like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Um, but this, of course, also doesn't go as planned. Uh, a Star Destroyer shows up and the ghost has to deal with a couple of Thai defenders, leaving mm-hmm. Ezra and Sabine to kind of fend for themselves. Yeah. But none other than Saw Guerrero appears in his U-Wing and manages to pull them out. Unfortunately, another Star Destroyer shows up and they can't rendezvous with the ghost. So Ezra and Sabine and Chopper are forced to go with Saw. Who he then, you know, quote unquote, recruits to help him with his own mission that he's got. Gives them the recruitment speech real well. And then they're just like, we don't have have a choice, do we? No, not really. Uh, So Saw's been tracking these rumors and whispers ever since their time on Geonosis and has located this cargo freighter with something very important on it. Not sure what it is, but he knows that the Empire has been kind of secretly moving this cargo. Mm-hmm. They get on a cargo station, hide in a cargo container in order to get on board the freighter, mm-hmm. and Chopper gets a very nice yellow paint so job. Cute. So cute. Yeah, they know how to hide in freighters. Like they've, yeah, they've done this. We've done this. <laughs> Just sneaking around the ship, Ezra hears something singing. Interesting. And they discover a container full of prisoners. Saw isn't convinced that this is what he was looking for, as the Empire has prisoners everywhere. Like for real, they do. 
Yeah. One of the prisoners mentions he heard the troopers discussing the Jeddah system. Mm, ding, ding. And newly arriving troopers force a firefight. God, I was actually kind of impressed here that Saw used uh, stunners. To, yes, I to was too. I was, I was actually kind of shocked. I was like, did I see that right? I was really shocked until I was like, maybe he has it on stun because he already knows he's going to have to stun Ezra and Sabine. <laughs> so that's just what it said at. And he's like, ah, oh, shit, I forgot to flip it back to lethal. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's too, it's too much. Ezra and Sabine are focused on stopping the ship and rescuing the prisoners, which yes, this is what you should be doing. But Sasta wants to know what the secret cargo is. Ezra tells Chopper to get the prisoners, who are all mechanics and engineers, to the escape pods while they disable the hyperdrive. On the way to the engines, Ezra hears the mysterious song calling to him again. They follow it to another cargo hold stuffed with death troopers, like the black suited dudes. This is not good. Sabine's smoke grenades give the rebels an edge, but they compromise the cargo's container, whoopsies, causing the giant, this thing is huge, everyone, <laughs> kyber crystal inside to melt through, like, its containment. <laughs> like, oh, shit, this is not gonna go well. Even the death troopers are like, nope, we are out. Yeah, they're like, mm, we out, guys, like, mm, we're supposed to protect this, but I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> So I guess it's that the Empire can only be using a crystal this big for some sort of super weapon. Ding, ding. Saw you are correct about things, just not going about it the right way. They all agree that they can't let the Empire get their hands on this thing. But, you know, Saw has some additional ideas. So the Imperials, now knowing that Rebels are on this freighter, they purge the escape pods to prevent an escape, which Chopper has to then kind of open the escape pod that he just closed with the prisoners on it be like nope nope follow me back to the get cargo out, get out, get out, get out. like this is a terrible rescue <laughs> a terrible rescue jesus <laughs> also with like a total engineer tone like that kind of flat like very this logical solution rescue. to the problem <laughs> we are still prisoners <laughs> i love that guy He's so great oh, Anyway, back in the engines, before they can disable the engines, Saw stuns Ezra and Sabine because he has come way too far to not follow this through to the end. So no matter what, he wants to know where this crystal was headed, mm -hmm. thinking that it's got to get, it's got to be going to its final destination, mm -hmm. which they kind of tell him, dude, we don't know that. <laughs> um, unfortunately... Turns out that that is absolutely nowhere. All they're doing is rendezvousing with another big Star Destroyer. So Saw, agreeing that they definitely can't let the Empire have, have their hands on this, sets the crystal to basically overload yeah. and explode. He tries to take Ezra and Sabine with him, but they are still saying, no, we have to stay here and free these prisoners. So he Saw just straight up pieces out. He's like, all right, bye also locks them in the room like he's like i hope you guys make it out by the way i'm locking the door the two of them they manage to get to chopper and they get the prisoners to a shuttle and that little droid absolutely chopper murks these troopers it's like great. it is like the most savage thing i think we've seen him do he he electrocutes one of them and then he does the arms with like the twirling, <laughs> twirling yeah, thing and just like beats the other one across the face yeah, they're in tough shape. They're really, it's really rough. But they all do manage to get away. Unfortunately, they're not going to be able to jump to hyperspace fast enough to avoid this crystal's blast because it is going to explode. So Sabine manages to get them on the other side of the Star Destroyer. 
which the Star Destroyer is then completely blown to bits when the crystal explodes. Thankfully, the shuttle's just kind of disabled. It got kind of just the, a little energy wave, almost like an EMP yeah. shut down the electronics. Uh, but they're able to hold out until the ghost picks them up. And all of these prisoners agree that they are going to join the rebellion. Which is great. Which is really nice. Okay. <laughs> Kanan is still really disturbed, though, that the Empire's got this strong instance interest in kyber crystals and really wants mm -hmm. he also wants to know what they're doing with these yes mm. this is key like something that big something that big be... and this isn't the first time right. that they've intercepted a kyber crystal yep something nefarious yeah. is going on yes i wonder what it could be <laughs> anyway colleen let's move into our next holocron the will of the force this is where we get into the theme or themes from today's episodes Yes. Okay. So our theme for this week is short-term versus long-term gains. Mon Mothma is, as always, regrettably or not regrettably, focused on the sometimes too much larger picture. Yes, they might be able to help Lothal, but what about thousands of other planets? Like she names Chandrilla her home planet. She actually names Onderon, which is Saw Guerrera's home planet, mm -hmm. which is like, oh, that's interesting. The Rebellion is dealing with very minimal resources at this point, so they have to focus on what can do the most long-term good, which is very understandable, but also I know why Ezra's so yeah. frustrated. Like, it, it makes complete sense. But then when Mon Mothma's like, yeah, my planet's in trouble too, dude, and I can't just allocate all the resources to save my home world, which is a good thing we get from her. Like, we finally see where she's coming from, but it's really hard for someone like Ezra to understand that. Right he's not at her level of authority so and he's still there. he's been i mean he's been traveling a lot with the ghost but he still doesn't have nearly her level of experience i mean she's been in the senate she literally stand has stood in a room with representatives of all of these yeah. thousands of systems yep and exactly. his view is still very minimal of the galaxy I'd... right it needs to expand a little bit which mm, unfortunately saw mm, he's focused on the immediate results he lost his world, so he's really has nothing else to lose here anymore. Yeah. He just wants to get results. Usually, he's lost thought, Jen by this point you know? too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh God, poor Jen. He he has like no thought about what this does to his humanity. Like he doesn't care anymore. It's just gone. Dave Filoni actually said in the Rebels Recon that this is a saw who, if Stila had lived, he probably would have been much different. But because she died, this is who he became. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's so sad to think that Saw could have been something else, but he's important also to the Rebellion for various reasons, like rescuing Jin. He did that. He has done some good things. It's just in these episodes, we're yeah. kind of like, ooh, ooh. And sometimes when you torture people, you know, you don't get the information that's actually correct. Yeah. In fact, most of the time. <laughs> yep. It's been proven that torture and coercion usually do not work very well because people will say whatever you want them to say when you torture them yes harris sums it up really well she says like destroy the relay would be like fine but the emperor will just build another one and like hijack it instead so you can be a step ahead of them even if it's only a small step saw mm. doesn't think this way he's like nah just blow it up he's like that's the empire empire bad yeah he's up. a true terrorist mm -hmm. at this point he's no longer like a freedom fighter. <laughs> yeah, speaking of the fight, tapping into our series theme here, Ezra and Kanan have that moment where it truly comes down to the way we fight. 
and how we choose to fight matters more than the fact that we have in fact chosen to fight these characters are all dealing with dishing out some pain they want to reciprocate to the empire what it's cost them ezra wants to free his home worlds he had the opportunity and thrawn at the end of season three snatched it away from him mm-hmm. but doing all of that would in fact compromise who they are and what yeah. they're actually fighting for i mean if you're willing to use the empire's tactics torture coercion go trying to achieve your ends through fear then why are you even doing this i mean saw at this point he's truly kind of reached a point of no return when he chooses to stun ezra and sabine to leave the hostages behind yeah that's rough they say when you're willing to shoot the hostage well he's willing to blow them up (laughs) yeah oh god speed okay speed flashbacks (laughs) shoot the hostage i can't believe you shot me And it was a through and through. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> um, instead of trying to rescue him, instead of trying to do the human thing. Yeah. And just leave them all behind with a very unstable Kyber crystal. Yeah, no kidding. And Chopper. Like, it's just like, fuck them droids, I guess. Yeah, he doesn't really like droids that much anyway. That's fair. He, that would, That's and fair. he never really did. No. <laughs> I mean, look what happened to Andron. Like, I don't oh. trust droids. <laughs> Hmm. Okay, I think we're ready to head into our third holocron, which is the galaxy's populace. For this holocron, we'll be exploring the characters and relationships covered in today's episodes. Not quite as much because we're still kind of on the same journey, but we do want to cover a few things. We have first Saw Gerrera, mm, our boy. He's totally that uncle that your dad warns you about at holiday get-togethers. But he just seems so cool. Like he's got a leather jacket. He maybe have a motorcycle. He's got like a scar on his eye. Yeah. He's just cool. Until they get you tied up in the back alley of a drug deal that's gone horribly wrong. <laughs> this reminds me of Max or um, Miles Morales' uncle too. Yes. It, yeah. Like this is the cool uncle who is also into some shady shit. <laughs> that's definitely what Saw is to Ezra and Sabine. Like, Sabine goes along with stuff, too, at first, and then she's like, ah, shit, they warned us about this. (laughs) Sorry. Saw basically comes in, like, laughing, swaggering, kind of Hondo-ish, but Hondo is actually kind of a better bad uncle than Saw is, which is kind of wild to say. And he does rescue Ezra and Sabine, but then he shows his true colors, like you said, when he's willing to sacrifice them and the prisoners in like to try and reach his short-term goals Mm. and hondo would probably do the same but for different reasons although it's already been proven that hondo would also help so yeah hondo would also help but hondo wouldn't (sighs) he wouldn't kill people he wouldn't stun them he would leave them behind like but he wouldn't he would not set the thing to explode and then run he would run first (laughs) Yeah, and he would be, and be yeah, like, he would, you guys got he, this, right? Cool. Yeah, he'd be out of there. He'd, <laughs> he would already have been out there, let's face it. Uh, this saw is very close to the one who we meet in Rogue One. He's got that bigger scar on his face. His hair is the same that it is in Rogue One. And his mind is just falling further into the extremism. Like, he's basically at his breaking point now. The scientists mentioned that the Imperials were talking about the Jetta system. 
which is where Saw ends up in Rogue One. So this is probably the thing that gets Saw's mind turning about going to Jeddah, mm-hmm. which is another interesting little link. I'm like, good job, Rebels team. You guys are doing great. So great. And then we have Kanan and Hera. God, I love them so <laughs> they're just so perfect in season four it's so good these two are so in sync they're navigating that fog that scene is so great i love it and Hera is like this tenderness and lack of panic in her voice when she says i must really trust you. it really jumped out at me like you would think it's like it's like kind of like a worried almost sarcastic thing but it's not it's this it's full of love she does she does trust her like (laughs) i love it so much (laughs) their relationship is so cute their connection is like really subtle for most of rebels which it's a kid's show so an adult relationship probably wouldn't like grab the kids' attention but for us adults watching we're like yeah get after it canon and Hera. this is great (laughs) it's just nice to see them working together like this i i am glad that zeb was not (laughs) in the cockpit during the scene because he would have been like no (laughs) <laughs> I don't know because Kanan he, he would have been like uh Kanan is blind let's not <laughs> oh my gosh I, Kanan makes another kind of blind joke where he's like I don't have to see you to know <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're troubled I'm like Kanan stop with this but super cute love them together keep it up you too yep and then lastly, we have a little focus on Ezra here he's shown some character growth because we talked about Hondo a little bit earlier Ezra is more cautious of Saw here than he was kind of on Geonosis, that he wa- than he usually is when Honda's around. He's he's willing to go along with him, but you could tell he doesn't fully trust Saw while they're going. He's still tempted by the methods at first, though. He's like, he's, he's still easier to kind of get to mm-hmm. in that way, because he does want some immediate results. He wants to inflict some pain. Mm-hmm which allows him to be kind of taken in, but he is still much faster to be like, no, we have to do what's right. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Yes. <laughs> I mean, he wants to blow up the relay station from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, when they do, in fact, do it, he's kind of more annoyed by the fact that they disobeyed orders than that they had to change the plan. Right. It's like, God, I liked it, but we're going to get a dressing down because we disobeyed orders. Yeah, we'll see but when but when it comes down to it, he makes the right choice and he says, no, we're rescuing these people, mm-hmm. which is good. Uh, I also just want to shout out his not one, but two like super awkward waves when he gets spotted first on the first on the, on the dish. He's like, stop it. And then the second one, she even is just like, oh, God, yeah, I may as well, too. Yeah, I'm like, mm, mom and dad are going to be so mad at us. Until they bring back like a bunch of prisoners who will then help them. Like that's yes, who have also like, been in the Empire's like employee for the last little while. So have some intel mm-hmm. probably. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't know what they're gonna be working on, but they know that something is up. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, let's move into the fourth holocron. This is binding the galaxy together, where we go through the homages and Easter eggs throughout these episodes. And let's start off with Chopper's impending oil bath. He may be seeming like a teenage boy who doesn't want to take a shower. Um, I have a tween nephew who this is all too real fun. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. So many are just like, why do I have to? Like, because you fucking smell. Yeah. You've hit puberty. It's time. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but uh, C-3PO definitely wanted an oil bath. And that was a large oil bathtub, I got to say, that yes. he was lowered into when he was bought by the Lars family back in A New Hope. Mm-hmm. 
That's like in Clone Wars too, where he goes to like the spa, <laughs> the droid spa. <laughs> really, I'll get like oil baths and stuff. Oil baths and like the buffer. Things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They come out all shiny and new. <laughs> yes, Chop, you need it really badly. Next, we have Mon Mothma mentioning her home planet of Chandrilla, which is a lot like Alderaan, actually, which is probably why her and Bail Organa get along so well. Mm -hmm. It's a core world that is very well off and quite beautiful. It's actually one of the planets chosen by Palpatine to be destroyed by the Death Star. He's trying to crush the rebellion through sheer terror. Probably would have worked if he kept the Death Star going. Uh, Chandrilla did become the capital of the New Republic after the war, though it wasn't permanent. They decided to keep moving the capital after like a vote of where it should go. That's why it's on Hosnian Prime in the part sequel trilogy. Weekends. Yes. Well, part of the sequel trilogy. Part of the sequel. Part of one of the movies in the sequel oh, trilogy. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough, tough look for poor Hosnian Prime. Next up, we have our landing finally at the base of Yavin 4. The fourth moon of the planet Yavin is important both in canon and in Legends. Mm -hmm. Uh, In Legends, Luke establishes his Jedi Academy on Yavin 4 after the war is over. The moon is home to the Great Temple, which was built about 5,000 years before the Battle of Yavin to the Mm -hmm. now extinct Masasi. I think that's how you say it, people. Yeah, yeah. Um, It's where in canon it is where Poe Dameron spent his childhood yep yep with his mom mm-hmm. so cool yeah the masasi group's name comes from this ancient people who were actually slaves under the sith which is not great so this is another place that's been oh gee a tough look the, the jedi wow. and the sith <laughs> very tough look for the sith making the entire people extinct ah i'm not shocked not shocked at all Next, we have Saw's U-Wing. Rather than the blue and white paint job that the main rebellion uses, Saw's ship has black and white color scheme typical of his partisan group. The U-Wing isn't really a common ship in the films, like you don't see it super often, but its main uses are troop support and transport. You see this in Rogue One. It's most prominently featured, though, in the Alphabet Squadron novels, piloted by the very mysterious Kairos. I love, love, love her and her piloting the U-Wing. She's never talks. She's just always like their support. And they're like, are you there? And they never hear her answer. She's just there. So great. Everyone read the Alphabet Squadron books. <laughs> it's on my list. It's on my list. It's just got to wait. And it's probably going to wait until like December or something like that. All right. Mm-hmm. Too much other got, stuff coming up. coming up. We got up. Ronan coming up. Yeah. <laughs> we got, got, got Thrawn. We got the final Expanse novel. It's all it's all coming up soon. Some New High Republic. I think the last Queen's book comes out. Early yes, no, it's so many books now. coming out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up, you may recognize Saw's co-pilot. His name is Edrio Tutubes. Two tubes. Two tubes. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, he is a Tognath, and he can be seen in Rogue One as one of Saw's partisans. He's there. Call- he's called two tubes because of his two breather tubes he needs in order to be able to breathe in atmosphere, atmosphere. outside of his home planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, he joined Saw's group after his home planet was taken over by the Empire. He also appears in the mini comic Crossing the Line, which features in the Star Wars Rebels animation magazine number four. He's an interesting guy. I wish we got more of him because he does die with Saw on Jedha in Rogue One. It's like, I wish we got more of him. He seems really cool. Next, we have the Kyber Crystal of Doom and Geonosis. Calling back to the rumors and whispers that we saw back on the episode's Ghost of Geonosis, this is again a reference to the impending Death Star without ever actually having to say the name. Like, they just keep going. They're so close. 
so, so close. So close. <laughs> but I mean, really, who's watching this that hasn't actually seen it? <laughs> that doesn't know what it is. Right. We would hope. <laughs> yes. Next up, we mentioned it before, it is the Jetta system. It is known to be a major source of Kyber. It's one of the planets that is in the running to potentially be the oldest Jedi temple mm -hmm. in the galaxy. Uh, and it's where the secret cargo has come. Jetta City is ultimately destroyed by the Death Star in Rogue One, taking one of the most important Jedi temples with it, along with several of the Guardians of the Wills. Yes, so many of them. <laughs> probably all of them actually i mean there's there are a couple mentioned in other novels like the aftermath novels yeah. mention guardians of the wills but i'm guessing a lot of them are killed larson tekka is not one of them right he's like a he's like a follower he's a yeah. yeah he's, he's a different. follower of one of the other religions like he mm -hmm. probably knows about the guardians of the wills but yeah yeah poor guys <laughs> poor Jetta City. Good lord, the fucking Empire sucks. All right, speaking of socks, next we have Director Krennic. <laughs> Director Krennic. Krennic. The Rogue One Weasel gets a shout out when the troopers are informing their superiors that the cargo is in danger. Another tie to the Death Star, Project Stardust, Rogue One, the Thrawn novels, like just, it's all in there. It's all coming together. Mm -hmm. And then we have, in his final appearance, Commander Braun Titus is back. <laughs> Ezra's <laughs> semi-nemesis is finally killed when the Jalindi station explosion takes out the ship. And Ezra has that amazing moment where he is on the relay station and he's like, he's like this is Braun Titus. <laughs> and Titus is like, really? Because this is Braun Titus. I am Commander Braun Titus. <laughs> Oh my gosh, he finally gets taken out, especially by this kid who he's been, he's been taken out by Ezra twice now, and this is the third time, third time's the charm. Sorry, Brom Titus, rest in relative peace, I guess. I do, you know, no, yeah. just. You're part of the Empire, so we don't feel too bad for you. Nope. And last but not least, we have the prisoners. These scientists are all like engineers and technicians. They're taken against their will by the Empire, shocking to work on the Death Star. Their leader is Mitch Matt. I love him. I wish we got way more of him. He is a ishy tib. He's very surly. He isn't really impressed with the rescue efforts, which is I was wondering great. if this counts as an Easter egg with his like going back to Leia being like this is some rescue yeah, on the Death Star. Rescue. Totally Leia's attitude here, although he's less self-sufficient than Leia is. Very much but so. It's great. I still love his character. He's really funny and he really pops on screen. He's a great counterpart to Chopper because somebody's finally sassing Chopper and Chopper's like, what the fuck? Like, we're if they ever did like a, from a certain point of view, you know, he'd get a story. Yes, please give it to us. The whole <laughs> chapter would just be him being like, and then these rebels showed up. What are they doing? Why are they telling us, us to go somewhere else? Right. Like, this is the <laughs> worst rescue of all time. <laughs> I love it so much. His character name is a reference to, I'm going to totally butcher this poor guy's last name, Matt Mishevitz, who wrote episodes for both Clone Wars and Rebels. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. yeah. Lots of character name references from Star Wars people. Definitely. All right. Well, before we move into our next Holocron, take a quick break to hear from this week's sponsors. Do you need a freelancer to help you out with your website, maybe a designer or someone to help you write some expert and 
articles and blogs, or a presentation designer to help you with the big work project. Look no further than the number one freelance marketplace, Fiverr. You can find designers, programmers, and more within seconds, some for as low as just $5 a gig. Fiverr is the ideal tool to help you with your pressing projects. Just post your gig or search for some freelancers and you're off. Don't deal with the hassle of finding freelancers by yourself. Let Fiverr help you. See the link in our show notes to get started. Please note Bohemian Geek Studies is an affiliate partner of Fiverr. We receive, may receive commissions on purchases and services you buy after you click that link. These commissions help support the growth of VGS and we appreciate your continued support. And now everybody, we're going to head into our fifth holocron, the newbie from Naboo. This is Phil's first time watching Rebels. We've tasked her with, you know, watching the episodes, giving us her takes and her questions. I think we're going to have a little adult content very shortly. <laughs> so let's find out what our ambassador for Boo thought about today's episode. Uh, hey! hey what a <laughs> I know it feels like I haven't seen you guys in like a trillion years. Sorry, everybody, we've been uh, busy slacking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not slacking, we've been very busy. Yeah, we've been living life, so sorry about living, I guess. Um, okay, but I actually really, really liked both of these episodes, really just like one episode, but anyways. Mm -hmm. like um, I episode. yeah, one Mondo super intense episode. I actually watched the first episode at school today during my lunch break <laughs> because life. Yes. And I took these like amazing notes and I will send a picture of them, but then I left them at school. So <laughs> <laughs> poor flow. I just Aww. So I'm going off of my memory of the episode and I guess I'm just going to hit on the things that like hit me big enough that like they're in my memory. Yeah. So we kick off with them, um, our little ghost crew heading to Yavin 4, which is like already you're like, this is legit. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> So that was super exciting. And immediately Kanan goes like super dad and is like, Chopper, you're getting a bath. Yes. <laughs> Chopper's like, dad, no. Ew. So that was so cute. <laughs> I feel like Chopper in these two episodes is like super animated. And I feel like we haven't had super animated Chopper in a while. Mm -hmm. And so it feels like excited to see so much personality from him again. So that was really great. So they land and immediately we see Zeb. And like, as soon as I saw Zeb, I was like, I have not seen Zeb in ages. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. I was like, Zeb, I missed you. And I can't believe I'm saying that for how much I hated you in the first season. <laughs> so that was so great. I feel like he has mellowed so much. Mm -hmm. I wonder why. Hmm. <laughs> it's love. <laughs> We're going to get to love in just a second. <laughs> but... Mm -hmm. We see, um, so Hera is coming in. She's coming in way too hot with Wedge. Hello, Wedge. How are you? Hey, Wedge. <laughs> hey, Wedge. Such a solid start. So Hera's like coming in super, super hot. Like you can tell that Kanan is worried, but he's like trying not to let it show too much because Ezra is also super worried. Yes. Mm -hmm. So finally she lands and she like, such like the sweetest like little airport reunion she's like Kanan and like you guys are all here and like Sabine you're here and it was like so so sweet and then like immediately after this <laughs> we see this lumberjack looking home skillet agent callus with the full makeover I can quote this exactly from my notes because it's stuck in my memory. He looks like a property brother. 
Yes. And I can't. Like, I swear, he's like wearing like a quilted vest. And he's got like, he looks exactly like a property brother. Like he yeah. looks like he just came out of HGTV. Anders, am I right? Are you pulling up a comparison picture right now? Uh, I am not, but so well, you should. a few like, weeks. So a few, I, I am aware of who you're talking about. So just so everybody knows, a few weeks ago it was Flo's birthday. Oh yes, um, it was. And my present to her was that I actually photoshopped Agent Callis <laughs> into a into a picture with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was actually like really disappointed that we weren't at this point yet because I was like Flo is gonna lose her freaking mind when she sees like Rebel Callus, but I didn't want to spoil it. Okay, so, <laughs> so Eddie is like Imperial uniform. He is hot, but I'm not gonna lie. Like I'm just pulling up a picture of the Property Brothers right now, and I'm like my comparison stands hard. Um, we can make <laughs> yeah, a side by side for sure. We'll make a side by side for you, everybody. Um. I honestly think that I might like Imperial Callus more. Interesting. Disheveled Imperial Callus. Well, definitely like on your knees, bloody Imperial Callus <laughs> is my top. But like, I feel like there's something about the uniform and just like that it was Daddy. like so covert. I was just like, yes. Uh, but he does look really hot. I actually like this facial hair better, I think. Mm-hmm. It's more like full instead mm-hmm. of just like weird. Yeah. So I like that. The see, I feel like the hair lightened, and I'm not sure that I like it. You want him a little darker in the hair. Yeah, I think getting more sun. Well, he. I mean, Yavin Four seems to be getting more sun than the deep space that our dude's been in. But uh, so, anyways, it was very surprising to see him there with everybody because I feel like we haven't really seen him with the crew. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, some quality time on Yavin Four with Zeb. So quality stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he's like okay let me take you to mon mothma and immediately i was like fuck mon mothma oh my god <laughs> and she's like just as like wispy and annoying as ever i'm just like stop it and so we get bail organa and like bail organa is bail organa like bail organa is never changing he's just like yeah stoic calm smart whatever but mon mothma is like the weird aunt that's like really into crystals it's like stop <laughs> it <laughs> we called so Sagarera the <laughs> the uncle that you shouldn't be around earlier in the episode so now we have the aunt with the weird crystals. yes okay we'll get to Sagarera, but like Sagarera, Sagarera is the guy who marries mon mothma and then they have like really weird kids who like all live in a trailer it's like no i, I family can't. compound yes they're like crystals and then they like also stockpile weapons they're like i know what they are they're a combination they are doomsday preppers oh yeah they would be such a doomsday prepper family anyways all this to say i can't stand mom mothma and if i could fast forward all of her scenes i would (laughs) so right away we see there's like this big rift between saw and our rebels just because like while they're all trying to get to the same goal they're just there's a million different ways to get there and saw's way is not their way but ezra is like what is happening with lethal mm-hmm. and mon mothma is kind of like well we don't really know where to start because there's so many systems blah blah blue and ezra is like i get it but also like this is fucked so basically like mon mothma's plan is like let's not help anybody because we can't help everybody 
Not yet, yeah. And Ezra is like, this is, Fuck. like, this feels like doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, and you're like, treading water. Exactly. And I get both sides of this, like, yeah. You want to be measured and like you want to make the right decisions, even if it means like sacrificing, you know, one or two worlds at this point. But like for Ezra, that's everything. Yep. It is. So it's it's like heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And like immediately you see Ezra kind of like inching towards the Saw Guerrero way. He's yeah. like, but he's doing something and like we're doing jack shit. Mm-hmm. So then Ezra and Kanan have this like lovely meditation. You're so cute. I can feel you. You're really annoying me. Oh right my now. gosh. It was so cute. He's like, sit, like ground yourself or like center yourself. I forget how he mm-hmm. says it. And it's like, honestly, I don't think we've ever seen people talk about feelings in Star Wars more than Ezra and Kanan. Yes. Yeah. Like it's so lovely. And they've been so calm with each other lately. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like all the craziness of the um Maul's gone. That's well, so- Maul's yeah, gone, Maul's- right? <laughs> And the, I feel like the holocrons were like a real issue with for them. And then since mm-hmm. those are kind of out of the picture, they've been so much chiller with each other. Mm-hmm. So it's just been so, so nice. Um, so they decide that they're going to go and like take over this satellite dish. Yeah. Right. They're going to like patch yeah. in so that they can get info. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So they get onto the satellite dish as with his like jetpack on his back. Now he's obsessed with the jetpack. I, I can't with it. <laughs> so they come in way too hot. They're like sliding down this dish. And then, then we get the sexual tension of Ezra <laughs> saving Sabine, holding out his hand, grabbing her chef's kiss. Perfect moment. Loved it. And then Nobody helps Chop. Chop just like smacks into the dish. I swear, I thought they were going to do like a pancake cartoon thing where it was like, he was just flattened. It was wild, wild shit. So they get there. Chop ends up like tapping into the thing, but it's like the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, then Ezra pretends to be the guy who it actually is. (laughs) Wrong Titus. Oh my God. And, like, the thing is, like, you saw it coming, right? Like, you knew as soon as he said a name that that was going to be the name of the person on the other end. Yeah. But it was so funny. And it played so well. And Ezra was like, well, just our luck, I guess. Too bad. (laughs) So that was really, really funny. And then the ghost crew is, like, pretty worried about them. Mm -hmm. And then who saves them? Saw Gerrera. Saw Gerrera shows up. He blows up the dish with a bunch of explosives and he grabs the kids and goes, yeah. he ends up like calling her a cell phone yeah. and it's just like, Hey, I've got your kids. Just FYI. And she's like, well, give me my kids back. And he's like, no, no, I kidnapped them. Okay. No, bye. bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> Sorry. Popo's now. on my tail. Gotta run. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. What about the, the wave? Oh my God. Ezra, the wave. Sitting, Ezra sitting on the edge of the dish. Knowing that the Imperial forces can see him, the awkward smile on his fucking face. Oh my God, that was, and Sabina's like, stop it. Like you can see she's just like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) So anyways, I actually really liked this first part of the episode. And I I like the first part more than I like the second part, Mm -hmm. but we're going to get into the second part now. I felt like Mm -hmm. the second part was a little bit too much Saw Gerrera. It's a lot of Saw. It was a lot. And Saw Mm -hmm. is just kind of a lot. And the thing is, like, I can't decide where I stand with Saw. 
and that's really divisive he is and like the thing is i can't disagree with him too much on his methods because it's not like the empire pulls punches you know and so it's like i see where he's coming from where it's like he like he said a lot in this episode um specifically to mon mothma he was like okay so are you just gonna like pat yourself on the back because you've like played their war you know or something like that where it's just like okay so you played according to the rules like that doesn't get you any like extra special medals or anything it's like you have to win and but how you win matters how you would matter i get that ears are perking up all over the place he's on jagaba like what (laughs) totally but at the same time like is he wrong like history is written by the victors and so it's like yeah like it's pretty fucked up but like war is kind of fucked up so Mm -hmm. he's like the guerrilla warfare versus like the regimented imperial warfare yes the way you're supposed to fight war but even like the empire is not fighting a war that is regimented they're not no, and they're not fighting fair and like no. it's they're not even really fighting a war at this point they are yeah. they're annihilating the bugs yeah. yeah yeah exactly so it's like i can't blame saw he's lost everything mm-hmm. um and he's got nothing left to lose honestly like no. so anyways so then we get to part two um, Sabine and Ezra and Chop are kidnapped by Saul. Um, he gives this whole like, you've got to take control of your destiny speech, um, which is fair. Like, you do have to take control of your destiny and it's in your own hands and you make your choices. He like is pretty harsh with Ezra. He's like, well, yeah. you can side with me or you can keep, r- this is literally said, running Mon Mothma's errands. And it's really? like, that's harsh, my dude. Cause like, Ezra and Sabine have been busting their ass. Yes. Like, it may not seem like much, and it may not, like, amount to, like, the payoff that Saw's looking for, but they have been working. Mm-hmm. And so to reduce them to, like, errant kids is, like, that's Rude. not really fair. No. Um, he then Sabine, dirty. <laughs> yeah, he does. And he's very, like, psychologically manipulative. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very adept at that. Yeah, yeah. So... Anyways, again, I'm not sure how I feel about it. I'm still feeling it out. We get Yellow Chopper. <laughs> Can we talk about Yellow Chopper? He looks, great. He looks fantastic. <laughs> he looks amazing. I still prefer Black Chopper. That's my favorite. Yes. Okay, so yeah. here's Imperial my question. Chopper. I, I was actually thinking about this and the Black Chopper while Yellow Chopper was happening. Mm-hmm. Does she go over it every time? Like when he goes back to orange, is she like respray painting him? Does she have to like strip him? I'm gonna guess she strips him to get back to yeah. orange. Yeah, probably like, once, oil once they have once they have a hot second, like she just strips okay. it down and because or else and, there'd be like this many layers of paint on yeah. them. Like yeah. it'd be thick. Gross. He goes in the sonic shower <laughs> yeah. to get the paint off. Anyways, he looks amazing in yellow. He looks like a little race car. Yeah. I'm super yes. into it. He it's looked bumblebee. sharp and he looked cleaner. Yeah. Yeah. Like I I just I really liked it. I mean Literally, guys, I have a problem. <laughs> Every time they mention Corellia, I literally cannot help myself. And I just scream living a Corellian dream. And it is a problem. Like, I, I have I have a problem. So anyways, they mentioned Corellia, and I nearly lost my mind. So I had to write Corellia in my notes. So they head to the Taunus sector, 
right? Which is like middle of nowhere, like buttfuck yeah. space. Yeah. Um, and this was all like kind of confusing. I couldn't, they were like in a cargo freighter. Yep, they're in yes. the freighter that's trying to take the kyber crystal to the star destroyer. Star. Yeah. Yeah. But eventually it's supposed it to be used for the Death, Death star. star, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's kind of what I figured. I just felt like it like the exposition was not great in this episode. Yeah, like they went from it like Saw's ship to a cargo station where right. they jumped into the box to get on the freighter, which right. was then going to the place. It was a very yeah. convoluted. It was a lot. Route. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a lot. I liked when Saw looks at Ezra and he goes, You got a plan? Because there's stormtroopers. And he goes, I got a droid. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that pretty much sums up all of Star Wars, especially yeah. Rebels. It's like, yes. I don't have a plan, but I've got Chop, who's a murderer. Yeah. So, yeah. enjoy. Yeah, Chop is a cold-blooded killer. So we're going to be fine. Exactly. <laughs> so then they open up a box and there's prisoners in there. And at first, I thought this was going to be like sort of like a human trafficking situation. Mm. Mm-hmm. No, it turned out like their reactor mechanics. Yep. Um, yep. who obviously Scientists. like were going to be used for the Death Star, I assume. Um, mm-hmm. spoiler for the end, they end up joining the Rebel Alliance, which is really great because like we yes. need skilled workers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they got to get and- on that factory. Exactly. Yes. Thank you. yes. Here's <laughs> our workers' flow. We finally have workers. Now Honestly, we need a location. I predicted this. Now I we predict- need a location because Avalon is fucked. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, Corellia. <laughs> <laughs> they are in a Corellian dream. Um, okay. <laughs> Anyways, um, Ezra was very sweet in this episode. He was very concerned about the citizens um, or the civilians. Saul was just like, fuck them. And Ezra was like, mm-hmm. no, that's not how this yeah. works. I loved when he put them back in the box and goes, pretend you're still prisoners. And the guy's like, we are, we are still prisoners. <laughs> He's one of my favorites. I love him. Yeah. Also, like, one of those guys definitely just looked like the Grinch. Did anybody else catch that? Which, was that the main guy that was? I don't know. The hairy green guy. He looks exactly like the Grinch. Probably the main, the main prisoner guy. Who yeah, was I like, think it was the main guy that they talked to at first. Yeah. Anyways, he looked like the Grinch and I just kept seeing Jim Carrey. So it was distracting. <laughs> um, so then Chop is like kind of in charge of evacuating the prisoners. <laughs> which is like, who put Chop in charge of this? And one of the prisoners goes, you're a kind little droid. And we're all just like, nope. <laughs> definitely not no. wrong not, read not at all wrong read on this guy as chop's like yep yeah chop's like, like yeah, finally sure. somebody gets me for sure um okay so then they end up at this like hangar slash like loading dock sort of situation area mm-hmm. and there's this ginormous kyber crystal okay so my understanding, and again, I have not seen Clone Wars, which I know has like some kyber crystal stuff and building of lightsabers yeah. and stuff. But I, I imagine like kyber crystals were small. Yeah, they're like. So like, this where thing is, is this huge? I mean, this crystals from crystals can kind of grow in any size. Like the the place that they go, the planet Ilum where like mm-hmm. most of the Padawans go to get their tiny ones. Yeah. I mean, it's like the entire cave is made of crystals. It's kind of like the the cave in 
um, Half-Blood Prince, the movie, okay. the Crystal Cave, where it's just everywhere. And you've yeah. got the little ones that are the shoots, and you've got the ones that you can stand on. <laughs> yeah, but this one's really big. This yes. one's really big. And this one was from Jetta. So and this it's... one's also more like forcibly removed, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Like, as opposed to like a little yeah. shard yeah. that is calling out to a specific Padawan. Right. This is, they just yeah. ripped it out of the ground. Okay, question about Jetta, because like we've definitely heard about Jetta before. Was that in, in Rogue One? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what I thought. What happened on Jetta? Boom. That's okay, that's saw, what I thought. That's like where Star right? go boom. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's, that's what I thought. Okay, just checking because I knew that Jetta sounded really familiar and I knew it was a big deal. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, great. Um, this thing's being guarded by these like weird ass black trooper things. The death, death troopers. troopers. Yes. Okay. Do- I don't like them. <laughs> They're not good. No. Their aim but, is still the best though. Led by a lady though. I was like, yeah, get a girl. That was cool. She sounded a lot like Phasma. Yes. Like it's not, not her, but it sounds a lot like Yeah, it like sounded her. a lot like her. Well, you know who I hate more than those guys? Krennic. <laughs> and we, <laughs> we get Krennic mentions here. And like, yes. It was just ridiculous. Um, so throughout all this, the prisoners are like being shuttled back and forth between this like escape pod back. Yeah. And the one guy who is such a snark goes, this is not a very good rescue. And it's like, you're an ungrateful son of a bitch. I love him so much, though. (laughs) Like, calm your tits, okay? Anyways, as soon as Sabine and Ezra left Saw with that crystal, I I literally wrote, trusting Saw with crystal equals bad plan, IDK. (laughs) Yeah, not good. And then immediately Saw stuns Sabine and Ezra, Mm -hmm. which is like, this is tough don't do that yeah then he says i will do whatever is required to be the victor and i think that like exactly summarizes who saw is yes Mm -hmm. like there is no other path for him and there is no other objective like he will win at all cost and at any cost yep and that's intense and then ezra says what about doing what's right and it's like that just doesn't matter to saw like, it's not about that. No. Um, then he hits Ezra with the Lothal guilt. He's like, well, you know, what if it meant saving Lothal? Like, what if it meant saving your planet? Like, we couldn't save mine. Yeah. But like, and that's hard because like, we just heard Ezra talk about how much he wants to help Lothal. And like, Mon Mothma is clearly not helping him achieve that goal. Right. So that's going to radicalize Ezra. Like, there's no other He's way. He's trying. Saw is trying. Saw is trying hard. And like, he is getting somewhere. Like, he is. Anyways. Doesn't so quite then, get there, though. No. Huh? He doesn't Ezra's, quite get there, though. Ezra's, Ezra's showing a little many, maturity. Yeah. He's, like, finally listening to Kanan. <laughs> I mean, I also feel like his experience with Maul has, like, just caused him to be more measured. Mm-hmm. He's just, like, I can't jump into things with both feet anymore because, like, it could be a trick. Like, I've learned a lot. He'd still yes. probably yeah. answer Hondo's call no matter what, but. <laughs> oh, well, he and Hondo are tight. Like, yeah. um, they're, they're homies for life. Mm-hmm. they're like frat bros at this point yeah. um so then saw destabilizes the kyber crystal he just like starts shooting shit i was like i don't even think you know what you're shooting you're just shooting mm-hmm. um which was wild i already knew that kyber crystal was gonna become a bomb like as soon as it started sizzling i was like okay, okay this is gonna explode that star the the star destroyer whatever yeah. i was like okay whatever. Yeah. 
um Hera saves the day she comes and saves the kids gets mm-hmm. them all back saves the prisoners too we yep. get chopper like absolutely bitch slapping a stormtrooper <laughs> just iconic we get another Ezra awkward wave in this one it's just like that's his thing I can't with him um and then yeah we get the new rebels at the end with the prisoners and that wraps up the episode yes. um this one just again like the pacing felt weird Mm -hmm. there were a lot of locations and like i'm not exactly sure what happened in this episode besides saw trying to radicalize ezra because like we saw we saw the kyber crystal but clearly it got destroyed so that's not the one that was used in the death which is good yeah they destroyed it which is good. it is really good no that, that was definitely super good but I feel like, I feel like maybe I was just missing more Hera Kanan Zeb in this yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. It just, did you like? Yeah. Did you like Hera and Kanan doing the uh, the cloud? The cloud dancing the cloud, like, through the fog, the flying yes. in episode one. That was cute. Where he's that like, do you, really like, cute. do you trust me? That was. <laughs> yeah, she's like, that yeah, was so cute. You know, she was like. I must trust you a lot. And he goes, yeah. I know you do. I, know. I wrote that down in my notes. I was like, this is, they're too much. Honestly, like, I feel like they're getting so much more overt in how much they love each other in front of people. It's like PDA central over here. I know. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I'm like, all about it. So the first anyway, thing Kanan said was, where's Hera? <laughs> yes. Uh, oh my God. I love him. So yeah, I think that's what I was missing in the second one was just like a little bit more like human connection. Because I feel like we don't get that from Saw. Like, yeah. Saw is, like, a machine. Yeah. And, and like, we didn't see mm-hmm. much, like, Ezra and Sabine arguing about it. Right. Which I feel like maybe maybe that's what was missing. Maybe I needed Ezra and Sabine to, like, talk about it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. anyways, overall. Yeah. It's overall, interesting like him, though. that you said he's becoming more of a machine because then in Rogue One, he's well, very cyborg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course. But we will like get to that in there. just a couple minutes. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, those were great. Um, I was surprised to see another two-parter right after a two-parter. Mm-hmm. There's a um, lot of arcs like that in season four. Yeah, season four is very arc-centric. Okay, well, I mean, I'm I'm liking it. I dig it. I feel like they can expand the, uh, the side quests that were going on a little bit more that way. Mm-hmm. Not very many side quests left. It's it's going to be like straight narrative pretty much through season four. Excellent. Yeah. I can't wait. I hope the narrative is all Hera and Kanan planning their space wedding. <laughs> right? That's what it's all about. Yeah? Yes. yes. <laughs> Perfect. No spoilers. <laughs> Perfect. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. I think we're ready to head into our sixth holocron, which is conjecture at the cantina or the finer things club, if you will. This is where we ask our questions about the episode and explore some wider Star Wars lore together. I'm going to start us out with my usual, what did Dave Filoni and crew have to say about these episodes? Well, they talked a lot about Saw, which is what we're going to cover in Andrew's question section. So I wanted to go more in a different direction. Uh, Rebels Recon host Andy Gutierrez asked Dave Filoni if the goal was always to have Rebels sync up with the films. Mm. And Filoni was like, nah. It's like that wasn't their distinct goal when they created the series. It just happened that way because Rogue One came out. So they were trying a little harder to sync up with the films. 
but that just like it wasn't completely on their radar they're like oh yay we can use saw this is cool like we have a reason to use saw and we can get forrest whitaker like amazing they knew they had to match certain things from rogue one and a new hope eventually Mm -hmm. but he also wanted to avoid that as much as he could because he wants these characters to have their independent story arcs he wants them to have their own path and their own destiny which i really appreciate like yes we like seeing our callbacks but then we also love when Ezra and Sabine get to go on an adventure and wave awkwardly and Sabine punches Ezra in the shoulder. Like, yeah. that's what we want. And it's adorable. So thank you, Dave Filoni, for like being like, no, I want to focus on my characters. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I was just thinking, like, I feel like at the beginning of Rebels, we saw so many, like, we saw Leia. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I feel like we haven't Leia. had a lot of that. Like, obviously, we just saw Obi-Wan, but like, they, they could have put a lot more Leia in here if they had wanted to. Yeah. Potentially, yeah. Yeah. They mostly used Maul, which was yes. a good choice because yeah, that he was isn't in the films, like, at all. Yeah. And yeah. same with Saw. I mean, he's a good choice because he's not, he's only in Rogue One, so right. people aren't as familiar right. with him. Right. So, getting into that, actually. So, this is not the first time we've seen Saw in Rebels. And... But and we are very, very close to the events of Rogue One. We're like yeah. probably only a few months away at this point. Definitely yeah. less than a year. Mm-hmm. Now, but Saw is a character who's actually got a very, very compelling story, but he's never really had a central like movie or a central thing that was just about him. So his story is extremely piecemeal. Yeah. Most Fragmented. people, myself included, the first time I ever met Saw was in Rogue One because I hadn't watched Clone Wars yet at that mm-hmm. point. Um and just so everyone knows, Rogue One premiered during the break uh, in the middle of season three of Rebels. So actually mm-hmm. between mm. when um, they met Maul on Dathomir and had like the witches and the altar and saw on Geonosis, that's when Rogue One actually came out. And like Flo, you were kind of saying earlier, like timeline a little bit, not sure how, where are yeah. where are we? So... I mean, Saw's story is told very sporadically throughout movies, a couple of novels, several comics, at least one video game, and three television series Yeah, <laughs> is where it is. So I thought it might just be a good idea to do a rundown of his full timeline, considering mm-hmm. this is pretty much the point we're at where it's just about to come to an end. Yeah. Good idea. So Oof, we start out. Yeah. Colleen, you're going to help me out with this, right? Because it's actually... Yes. It is... <laughs> Considering how, how you see him in very small moments, it is a very long and extensive story. Mm-hmm. So we start out all the way back in Clone Wars. Yes, Flo, Saw interject and... if you need to. Be like, yes. what the fuck is happening? Have you ever heard me not interject? <laughs> yeah. That's who I am. Go on. All right, so we go all the way back to Clone Wars. We've mentioned this a few times. Saw and his sister, Sela are being mm-hmm. are back on their home planet of Onderon. They are being trained by Ahsoka because they have reached out to the Republic for help in resisting the Separatists. The droids are trying to take over their homeworld, and they're actually pretty good. Stila is definitely the better fighter of the two, and she is kind of the commander. The badass, and she's really hot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, during a mish- During one battle, though, Saw shoots down a droid gunship. And the resulting crash causes Sela to fall to her death off the okay. side of a cliff. And this is the start of it all. He yeah. is so guilt-ridden that he caused this. 
and he's not interested in anyone like comforting him at her funeral which was big like it was attended by a lot of people like ahsoka's trying to console him he's like i don't care about this i am now committed to fighting evil in all of its forms wherever i see it i'm going to wipe it out yep ahsoka and saw kind of had a little thing which is interesting yeah they were flirty this is like what what like ahsoka is this this is Clone Wars season this is like, five. Oh, okay. So it's not like tiny tube top season one or so. No, no, we're just like just beyond that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Saw's very young at this point too. Like he's mm. like either a late teen or early twenties. So he's yeah. he's very. Young. So they're not far at all in age. No, they're not they're that far off in age. age. Yeah. Got it. There's a lot of flirting that goes on in that arc between like Saw and Stila and freaking Ahsoka and oh god, what is her? freaking separatist boyfriend's name yeah thinking completely i will probably remember it later much to my chagrin but yeah there's a lot of inter-flirting going on and jealousy going on and it's just a lot of drama i like it yeah it was it's a very good arc it is an excellent Mm. excellent arc okay here we go next saw remained like somewhat involved in the clone wars like he's still fighting against separatist forces on onderon even using anakin's fulcrum frequency to keep in contact they mention it anakin's like well it could be saw i guess calling me when ahsoka uses the channel to contact anakin during season seven anakin thinks that it's saw he's like oh yeah saw's calling i wonder what's going on gotta be saw yeah but it's ahsoka and she's talking about mandalore (laughs) yeah exactly Mm. oh oh gosh and then this after the republic fell and the empire rose saw remained focused on fighting evil and resisting tyranny this resulted in the Empire branding him and his group as insurgents against the Empire. Because he just saw the Empire as the new separatists. He's like, fuck this. This is not the Republic anymore. This isn't people trying to help us. It's just another evil force that's coming in. Clone Force 99, our Bad Batch boys, were sent to deal with Saw and the insurgents. But most of them were like, nah. We're not going to wipe out Saw and his group of people because, because they they're were mostly just, civilians. Yeah, they were like refugees in a camp. Yeah, and like, they went in expecting soldiers. And well, it was like I just want to put it out there: like Saw would have killed them. The Bad Batch. They were kind of friendly at this point. I'm saying, I'm saying, if if Saw and the Bad Batch were reversed, oh, like okay. Saw would easily kill refugees. Yeah. Yes. Later. Now, at this point, probably not. At this not. point, maybe at not. This okay. point, maybe not quite so much. Our current saw would be like refugees. Let's blow them up. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So he makes it out because the bad batch is like, nah, we're, we're not doing that. Too. Yeah, he wasn't there. Um. So saw continues the fight. He gets bolder and bolder in his tactics. He eventually gets branded as one of the more dangerous criminals in the galaxy, mm-hmm. uh, coming into conflict with none other than Agent Callus. He also yeah. joins up with an arms smuggling ring that is trying to get ar- trying to get weapons to like small insurgent cells, which mm-hmm. turns out to be a front by Director Krennic, who <sighs> is using the small insurgencies as excuses for the Empire to like swoop in and just mm-hmm. take over the planet and yeah. all of its resources, mostly worlds that have a lot of construction resources that they need for the Death Star. <laughs> mm-hmm. The group's leader, whose name is Obit, eventually catches on and Saw convinces him to fight back against the Empire when they come, including Tarkin, comes to arrest him. 
But Obed and Saw do manage to escape. Drama. So much drama here. Saw causes so many problems. Saw causes (laughs) so many problems. And now he's realized that he was secretly working for the Empire and helping them out, which is another big psychological blow. Yeah. 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 Poor Saw. Okay. So Obit was acquainted with the Ursos. So this is Jin's family. And when Lyra asked for his help getting them off of Coruscant, he sent Saw in his place. So Saw got the family off the capital planet, helped them resettle at that farm that we see at the start of Rogue One. So they have this connection. And this is where, you know, they they set up their little beacon thing so that Saw can come and find Jin. Then at some point, Saw and his partisans, they end up on Kashyyyk trying to help out the Wookiees and he meets Cal Kestis. So this is the events of um, Jedi Fallen Order. Mm -hmm. They are able to help each other out. But Saw and most of the planet are most of his group are just forced to flee. Yeah. Like they get they get run off by the Empire. Not before Sal offered Cal a place. Like, yo, it would be cool to have a Jedi working with us. Yeah. And Cal turns him down, which Saw is probably Saw's not that good at rejection. Yeah, I feel like, <laughs> like Saw Maul. can't take the no. <laughs> him and Maul are just like, no. Just... No. <laughs> That's a big personality happening in those characters. Yeah. Okay, so at the start of Rogue One, Lyra Urso is killed and Galen is abducted. Saw answers their call, though, for help. He takes in the orphan Jin and, of course, turns her into a terrorist because that's what yeah. you do. He, like, raises her amongst his ever-changing crew. Like, she's at least there for a while, referring to her only as his daughter, which is kind of cute, but also mm, terrorist. As he continued to fight, Saw continued okay, to grow more and more that, radical. Though. Well, yeah, he he was a he was good to Jin. Like he, he did save her, Jin. and he helped raise her. But like, who? Yeah. But so as Jin grows up, he's still having all of his missions. He's coordinating out of his home base, and he he does become very very protective of her. Mm-hmm. And as a result, though, he also starts getting really really paranoid mm-hmm. because he wants to protect her. He does love her in his yeah. way. But so many people in his group are so radicalized that if they realized this is Galen Erso, that Imperial Weapons designer's daughter, they would not hesitate to use her as leverage in some way. So he is trying to protect her from that. Yeah. You know what this relationship kind of reminds me of? Just like listening to you guys talk, the Saw taking care of Jin as an orphan kind of reminds me of Yondu taking care of Star-Lord. Oh, yes. Kinda, it's just yeah. like these like unlikely, like very morally gray dads, mm-hmm. like just raising these kids who like they do love in their own yeah. way, but like are also not the most fit parents. Nope. As evidenced yes. by our, our next yeah. event here. So during one mission, Jin is 16. Oh. She's a very accomplished slicer. Um, check out the, the book Rebel Rising to get a lot more about Jin and her upbringing. <laughs> but during an op, he tells her things are kind of going wrong. So he's like, yo, hide in this bunker, wait until morning. And when she comes out in the she literally has nothing except a knife to protect herself. She comes out in the morning and he's gone. And he will never come back for her. He is concerned about her and is like, eh, if she stays with me. Yeah. She, yeah. yeah. He's kind of like, I should, could, I could go back, but she's probably better off without me. Yeah. And which justifies harsh. to himself. <laughs> yeah. Saw so does that a lot. He has to justify a lot of his actions to himself. Yeah. Including this next one. <sighs> yeah. Th- this one is, mm, this is from the book Leia, Princess of Alderaan. 
saw orchestrated the bombing that killed off one of the moths, and this is Karesh Panaka, who's from Naboo. You might recognize him from The Phantom Menace. He is like the captain who is taking care of Amidala in The Phantom Menace. So he and this an is why he's, he becomes an Imperial Moth. This is why he is not in the other two prequel movies. Bummer. So Saw, Saw kills him in an explosion, very nearly killing Leia. Like he almost does kill Leia, who was just meeting with him because she just went there randomly to go meet with the moth. But she was talking about like working conditions her. in the factory. Yes, he recognized her. Like he, she looks too much like Amidala. Mm. So it's good that Saw killed him, but also he almost did kill Leia too. Yeah, she like says, okay, thanks for meeting with me, turns, and the room blows up. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I mean, he was a moth. He was, it sounds like so bad to say, but like he was one of the good ones. Like he was legitimately yeah. like interested in improving working conditions where anywhere he could and like helping the people of Naboo from but inside that system. But he was going to turn in Leia. Like he was going to tell. Yeah, he would have been like, mm. So not long after that is actually we, we meet Saw and Geonosis during Rebels season three. And mm-hmm. we see how far he's kind of gone down this path into madness, where he's just like straight up willing to take out the last of the Geonosians mm-hmm. with no thought to anything else other than you're a bug. I want to squash you. Oh, poor Clip. It's freaking horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not good. And then just a few months later, we get, the, we get these episodes. He's even more kind of willing to sacrifice anybody and anything if he gets his results. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just not, it, he's he's just done basically at this yeah. point, especially in a series like Star Wars, like you're not going to live very much longer if you turn into this and you're supposed to be a good guy. During the next few months, he would undertake a mission to blow up an Imperial station at Duma 4 and make his way to Jeddah, which is where he ends up at the very beginning of Rogue One. The form, like formal Rebel Alliance has officially cut ties with him because he's a terrorist, y'all. Mm-hmm. He's lost his leg using that breather he's drawn to Jeddah due to the connection with the kyber crystals and the secret shipments the empire was making so he's like trying to mm-hmm. find out where they could be he doesn't go to Ilum because it's not as like civilized as Jeddah like Jeddah just has a lot of people so he can actually go and do shit there yeah it's here where he gets Galen's message from Bodhi after some torture we have oh, God. He tortures poor Bodhi, who just wants to defect. God damn it. (laughs) Saw is reunited with Jin and ultimately leads to his death during the test blast of the Death Star. Yeah, it's a tough way to go. go. It's like, did he have to die here? Like, he just kind of, it seems very strange for Saw to just be like, I'm done. Yeah, at the same time, though, like, he... He is tired as fuck. He's tired as fuck, and he's not moving that fast to get to a ship. (laughs) They'd have to carry him. (laughs) But yeah, so I mean, Saw, if you actually did like a super cut of all of his stuff, it's a very, it's a very dramatic, I think it's a really compelling story. He's a very interesting character. You just get it in like these little bits all over the place Mm -hmm. that you don't necessarily realize how much he evolves over the course of the saga. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You should do a Saw Gerrera meet and greet at Disneyland. (laughs) <laughs> just like him hooked up to all the machines and then you can like oh, no. sit and be tortured by Borgullet that'd be great I would pay no you would want young Saw he's hot that's fair I, I do actually want that 
okay mm-hmm. you've yeah. convinced me <laughs> he's he is super hot in the clone wars i'm like that is sagrera honestly like he was still decently attractive in this one. Oh yeah yeah forrest like, whitaker is, a, is a very attractive man yeah he was a-okay rogue one not so much but here he was fine Rogue One is basically when he has completely lost yeah, it. Yeah, he's he's done at that point. He thinks everyone is trying to kill him at this point, which is kind of fair. Yeah, I was going to say. Because they kind of are. Yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah, they probably are. All right, guys, that is where we're going to wrap it up for today. Tune in with us next time as we continue our season four coverage and head back to Lethal. Maybe we've said that a few times now and it never seems to work out, but you know. I'm not but, even believing y'all anymore. I'm just like, we're never going we back may, to the ball. But we may have the help of some with a bit of familiar face. Until if then, it is though. pig man, I swear to God. <laughs> I hate you. I don't think it's... No spoilers. Yeah, no spoilers. <laughs> but until then, please follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us those five-star reviews. Check out our website at bohemiangeekstudies.com where you can watch all of our episodes. Enjoy Colleen's Book Corner where she is reviewing Star Wars literature. And guys, follow us on social media. Send us an email. You can, and as always, keep telling other nerdy knights to join us. It does help. Mm-hmm. You can also head over to ForgottenEntertainment.com. Check out all the offerings from the Forgotten Entertainment family, including yet another Star Wars podcast where we examine different facets of Star Wars canon, and we are about to sink our teeth into Star Wars visions. Hope mm-hmm. Next next Very week or two, excited. probably. We'll I started time. watching. <gasps> Yay! I don't know how I feel about it yet. I need to give it a couple more episodes, I think. Okay. It's wild. Like, it's very different it, it's very star thoughts. wars but it's very different i have a lot of thoughts comparing it to what if i'm sure we'll talk oh, about that at some point i could totally see that okay i'll have to listen to a yet another star wars podcast wherever you get your podcasts yes but until next time kyber crystals up and keep those episodes streaming bye everybody bye. Bye, everybody say bye everyone bye